Cheers. <laughs> hey, welcome. <laughs> really helps us get going. Yeah, pumped up. That's right. Welcome Rex. to Stranger Back. Medicine. Stranger Medicine. We're excited. Can't you tell? We're, so We're excited. super excited. So excited. I've um, not had any Red Bull, and I'm still. I hate Red Bull. Uh, thing. I don't like the taste of Red Bull. It smells like medicine and it tastes like medicine. I could, see why, I, I could see why people might like it. I was always a Monster fan. Me because too. Because the Monster flavors were much better. They're much better. Red Bull, I don't think, made any other flavors other mm-hmm. than just Red Bull. Well, they do. They make other flavors. Like, they have a coconut. No. Ew. I know. Well, see, my family likes them, <laughs> and I do not. I can't even stand the smell. Oh. Like, legit. Red Bull it makes always smelled like perfume to me. Ugh. It's so gross. It smells like medicine. Like, and... drinking perfume and vodka. Yeah. My family is quite a fan of... Well, my oh, The older people in my family that can actually legally drink, they like Jaeger bombs. So, they do Jaeger and Red Bull. Ooh. Ooh. Two Ooh. horrible, horrible Ooh. things to have see, to put... Either independently or together. I would sip Jaeger. I, I love black licorice. Jaeger's so... Jaeger's, to me, not black licorice. Jaeger is very herby, herby to me. It is. Well, you know what? I've been kind of getting into the herby stuff. I've started, like, liking oh, gin a little bit. Old. Oh, I like gin. You know, gin I, does make you... I old. didn't. <laughs> like gin. Oh, I take wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. I go back. No, no, no. I digress. No, no just kidding. Not old. <laughs> gin is great. I'm starting to like gin. I didn't used to like gin, but... I like gin. Aviation gin is quite lovely. And a gin fizz is so refreshing. Aviation. Jen. Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Ryan, are you listening? God, Ryan? I love you, Ryan. Hello, are you there? Oh, Hashtag Ryan. Ryan Reynolds. Hashtag Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yes, we'll love plug him. you if you'll plug us. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. Oh, something. we could do the Hollywood Ryan's. So we did the Hollywood Chris's and Jasmine cut it. Well, we're gonna have to do that again. But we, there is a Hollywood Ryan's, and there's there also is. a Hollywood Brad's. Okay, so who are the other Ryan's? Gosling. <gasps> oh yeah. Reynolds. <laughs> Hold yeah, on. There's got to be more than that. Are there uh, any more that matter? We'll find it. We'll Google that. Okay. <laughs> At least those two. <laughs> At least those two. So who would who would you pick out of the two? Who's your top? Gosling or Reynolds? Yeah. Reynolds. Yeah, me too. He's so gotta funny. Be. I mean, they're both adorable. But uh, Just Friends was one of my favorite movies forever. I don't know if I ever saw ever that. Ever and ever and ever. Just Anna Friends? Ferris, who does Unqualified uh-huh. Podcast, who I like she's amazing and she's time. on that show mom and i yes. love that show so it's so fun. and then um amy smart who she was in a lot of things oh, oh. ryan seacrest oh no. <laughs> oh no wait a minute don't say oh no oh just kidding ryan <laughs> uh, he's okay but maybe number three yeah uh, it would be ryan's. my first choice <laughs> I mean, what I say now. I like Gosling not. too. I mean, I'm I not too. against Gosling. It's What's just... the one where there? It's the the divorce, and it's got Steve Carell in it, and it has. Um... Oh yes, Crazy Stupid Love. I love that movie. Yes. But there's the part where he's sitting there, he's standing there in the gym, and Steve Carell passes out with his head in Gosling's junk. <laughs> I crack up <laughs> over that every time. That's a good movie. Every time. It's such That's a good, good show. I but you know what? It. When I was young, I used to watch the Mickey Mouse Club. Uh-huh. Like the one yes. where Britney Spears, oh, yeah. Aguilera, Carrie Russell, Ryan Gosling, they Justin Timberlake, J.C. Chazay, all of them yeah. were on that Mickey Mouse Club. And I, I used to watch that every single day with my friend yeah. after school. I loved that. It was so good. So, and then but, they had that, um, oh, that singing show afterwards. Yes. You know what I'm talking about. Oh. Uh, it wasn't Kids Incorporated. What was that? Was it? Mm. Well, Kids Incorporated was a singing thing. That was That's on there the too. But there was from. the one, it was like, they were like high school-ish, middle school, high school age. 
loved that show. It was so good. Anyways, but yeah, mm. love Gosling, but I love Ryan. Ryan. I, I, if you can make me laugh, I'm yours. I know. That's it. Totally. It's so true. Love it. That's why Reynolds takes it. He's so That's funny. That's why when we did the Chris's, it's Chris Pratt for me. He makes me laugh. See him as Chris, still Chris Hemsworth. Well, I saw Fat Thor. And it my mind. <laughs> I love Fat Chris Thor. Chris Hemsworth went up a lot of pegs in my Chris board because of Fat Thor. I love Fat so Thor. We were just talking about that before we started this. I know. So, you guys, this is actually a podcast about medical stuff. Please forgive us. Or anything we want to talk about in yeah, the interim. But yeah, but mostly medical. Please yeah. forgive us for the. So. Yeah. ongoing Hollywood rankings that we yes. <laughs> Listen, it's important we too. like to talk about but no one cares. so I don't know if we inter- introduced ourselves now now this is funny so we'll introduce ourselves in a second but Jasmine gets really annoyed with us because apparently we introduce ourselves multiple times <laughs> Because I can't remember whether we've introduced ourselves or we'll not. We'll be like halfway through. Wait, Wait a minute. minute. Did we introduce <laughs> ourselves? So I'm Andrea Lindsay. I'm a medical technologist. And I'm Kat Rabb. I'm a registered nurse. And this is Stranger Medicine. And this is our podcast about funny medical stories and not Hollywood rankings. Well, Although you might have heard I some mean, of those. We're going to throw it in. We just have to sometimes let some other things out of us. We gotta chat about things. <sighs> okay, okay. <clears throat> so let's so, get into medical stuff. Since uh, do we, we have any corrections? Corrections section. Chat, chat. No, I think we're we covered so, all that. We're perfect. We're solid. We're solid. <laughs> we're solid. Till we the next time we listen to these episodes, we're like son of a bitch. Gotta fix that too. That uh, Seacrest is still a solid three. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> do you want to start? Maybe out? if there was a fat Seacrest, we would. There is more. a fat. Oh my god. There's is a there? fat Seacrest. Yes, there is. He was fat almost his whole oh, life. Oh, yeah, that's right. He yes. was. Okay, I like him more now. <laughs> fat Seacrest is Seacrest until he got famous. It's like uh, Jerry O'Connell was the fat kid oh, from... he was from yes. Sandy. Yep. I love that movie. Yeah. And then he got hot. And then he got hot. Yeah. He was there cute when he was chubby, too, so... He was. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's yeah. a whole thing here. Yeah, we, we we have this thing. Maybe if we get famous, I'll get skinny too. That would be amazing. <laughs> Holy cow, is that the key? Yeah, because they make you eat ice cubes. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to post a picture of Fat Seacrest. Oh, he's so cute. He's adorable. Oh, I love it. Uh, so adorable. adorable. We're posting that picture. We Jasmine, don't let us forget. Okay. All righty. So um, my feed, I'm so excited about this. Now, I saw this one before it became huge headline news and you may have heard about this story because it was even featured on the today show but um i know i don't watch the news (laughs) i will not have heard of that silly me she does not watch the news okay and the pictures so we'll post these pictures too because the picture is what makes this just amazing what i love this story okay so the headline thousands of penis fish have washed up on a california beach you haven't heard the story. Penis, penis fish. fish. Okay, okay, I'm gonna show you this picture. I don't know oh if they're God. fish shaped like penises or if they're. Oh, gross. Oh, <laughs> what? Is no, and this is a that? real thing. This is <gasps> legit. What? Yes. It looks just like a one bald penis. One bald penis. What? Yes. Okay. Let me read you the story. What? I know. This is recent. This is recent, recent. Okay, and there's that another. Would make me I have cry another picture where there that. are thousands of these on the on the beach. Where? Okay, tell me. Okay, where are they from? After, what are they doing? Okay, a- 
After an influx of dark and stormy weather, residents in California's Bay Area, bringing it back to the Bay Area. Yes, we love that Bay yes, Area. Awoke to find their local beach awash with what appeared to be hundreds and hundreds of pulsating pink penises. Dildos. <laughs> it looks like a bunch of... Yeah. Yeah, only they're like, alive. Like alive. Yeah, so yeah. penises. Um, I had no idea what they might be. It went on for two miles. What? Resident David Ford told... This is from Vice this particular article but Love i've life. seen this on mold like i, I said it was this. even on the today show it was insane i have not seen this the mm-hmm. pictures are just yes it is not it is not a gooey duck which is different a gooey duck is like a giant clam so it looks almost like a penis coming out of a clam that is a gooey duck this is different and gooey no. ducks are actually edible well, look gooey ducks come out of sh- oh. out of shells yes <laughs> gooey ducks I just saw a yes. picture of like, Okay, and they, no. they're much regularly featured on Chopped. So gooey ducks are a real thing. This is not a gooey duck. This is this is a penis it looks fish. just like a penis. Yes. Okay, and just there's Google actually, it. I'll give you the real name. It says, uh, baffled by what he no. was seeing on Drake's Beach. So this was on Drake's Beach in the Bay Area. Um, he reached out to a biologist who explains that, yes, while these pink and swollen logs look totally like a bunch of dicks, <laughs> they are, in fact, <laughs> a strange species of marine worm known Ew. as the fat innkeeper. Or, more colloquially, the penis fish. They're called penis fish. They're called penis fish. The real name or is the a, fat innkeeper. The fat innkeeper. That's their, like... Euricus capo is the Latin name for it. It's a marine worm is what it is. Um, yes, the physical design of the fat innkeeper worm has some explaining to do. <laughs> yes, and why are they it, all washing on Why is it all washing on Okay. Um, it is perfectly shaped for a life spent underground. So the shape is actually something that is important for it. Um, it just so happens that the perfect shape also looks an awful light like the most prominent part of the male external genitalia yes. with a pink tip and everything. Like yes. It has the tip and the whole shebang. just like a penis. It looks like a penis. Um, found along the west coast of northern America, this approximately 25 centimeter long creature, which is 10 inches. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Most guys are wishing. Builds its home in sand or mud, burrowing into a nice, safe, U-shaped tunnel with an entrance that looks sort of like a chimney. When the tide is in, the worm slides up the chimney of its burrow and excudes, excudes, pardon my language, a sticky mucus net huh. from a ring of that glands. familiar. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sometimes you can see these mucus nets looking like a decaying jellyfish draped around the burrow entrance. Ew, I don't yeah. want to hear any more about this. Can we change the subject? Okay, hang on, hang on, let me finish. Because <laughs> the ending is pretty cute. I like it. As the worm digs deeper into the burrow, this oh. creature secretes a slimy net, which slides all the way from again. the entrance into its mouth. Again. Yeah, okay. Penis gonna... fish. Too blah, blah, blah. It, but it uses this basically to suck bacteria and other food into its net. And then it, and then it, yeah, I'm not going to read that part. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Obviously, it's very sexual. Um, it's what? named the Because Okay, so it says the worm then pumps a bunch of water into its hole, sucking plankton bacteria <laughs> and other yumminess into its net before slurping it all back like a shot. <laughs> the penis fish. Somebody's got to make that their new favorite animal. I mean, this thing is so disgusting. It's the mascot of all men. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh, what is this thing? <laughs> you can't leave that out. <laughs> I apologize. Oh my God. 
Its name, the innkeeper, yes, why? comes from all the freeloading worms, crabs, gobby, and shrimp who enter its burrow and eat along with it. But building your house out of sand inevitably comes with its risks. Uh-oh. Strong storms, especially during El Nino years, are perfectly capable of laying siege to the inter- intertidal zone, breaking apart these sediments and leaving their contents stranded on shore. So that's where they Hence, come from. Hence, a beach full of dicks. What? <laughs> so it's it's not even El Nino year. No, oh, but it happened. It happened a couple of we months are, ago. The world is coming to an end. Like legit. The penis fish have come out of their the ends. penis fish. Let's see if I With can their find mucusy the nets. Because it is fantastic. That's I, disgusting. We have to post. I don't even I know if post. we can post a picture of the penis fish. I don't know why not. It's because just a, it's just a worm. Well, I just don't think that the community is gonna see it that way when they see the picture because it is absolutely a penis when i look at it it's a penis now i'll pull up the other picture um and share it with you i think if i saw a beach full of penis fish pulsating penises (laughs) you'd be like it is sodom and gomorrah and we're all gonna die i I mean legit i think i'd laugh first and then i'd probably cry and take a lot of pictures scared as hell and leave immediately because i don't want to be on that beach no we have cadavers (laughs) coming to live we have i mean but that wasn't real this is real this is real this is legit real yes oh my gosh yes this is legit legit real okay okay look at our gross instagram pictures of penis fish (laughs) if you want to or don't because i totally get it if you don't nasty 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 okay well this is good because my big one's kind of long Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> I don't know if you even heard what I just said out loud, but what did you say? I said, my big said. one's kind of long. <laughs> That's what she said. After the, after the penis, after the penis, penis beach pictures, 10-inch penis beach. Ready for this? Yes, big I'm one. ready. I can't find Has nothing picture. to do with... What are you looking for? I was looking picture. for the other picture of the, like, the whole beach covered in them. I'll Google it. Um, we'll Google it. We'll find it. I just have to... I can't remember where I put it in my email. So that's okay. I like and that you're using your work computer and mm-hmm. that if anybody <laughs> looks, it's going to say penis, <laughs> penis fish, fish, photo. <laughs> Anything penis and photo I know. is going to be Listen, a big red flag. We have co-workers <laughs> who have... Oh, here it is. You're going to die. We have coworkers. Oh, that's oh, it. Oh, oh, yeah. Guys, wait till we post this picture. You're gonna bark. It's a little traumatic. I would never go to that beach. Just again. looking at the one, and it's like, okay, no big deal. But then you look at this one. I'd never go to that. And beach you're like, again. oh my god. When she says a bunch, she means like piles, <laughs> like thousands. Piles. Like you can't walk without stepping you on one. Walk on the beach. There's so many penis. Like when she. This <laughs> Why did you get that tattooed on your body? Absolutely. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a fat innkeeper. Thank, thank you very much, you pervert. <laughs> fat innkeepers. Enter here. All right. Okay, sorry. Here we go. All right, go for it. <clears throat> My big one. Mm-hmm. My big one's a little bit heavy. And but long. It's super- wow. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> It's really, um, it's really condensed okay. for the amount of content that should be. Okay. Uh, Dude, I just did insurance fraud, so we're good. Yeah. Well, 
No, but the, yeah. So, I'm doing lobotomies. Oh, sons of bitches. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. Bring oh. it home. Okay. So, a lot of it came from psychcentral.com, NPR, and of course, Wikipedia. Who's, yeah. I'm now going to have to donate a bunch of money to so they don't go under. I know. So I can use them. <laughs> Wikipedia, we love you. Um... And, and basically, like, one of the titles was, Today the word lobotomy is rarely mentioned. If it is, it's usually the butt of a joke, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But this is real, mm-hmm. and it's something that used to happen. And when I read... So I know what a lobotomy is. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody kind of knows. But when I looked into the history of it, mm-hmm. and then, like, read some of the actual facts, it's actually really disturbing. It really is. <laughs> because mm-hmm. it happened to mm-hmm. actual people. Um, Without consent. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes with, because they Mm -hmm. were so desperate. They Mm -hmm. were so desperately mentally ill Mm -hmm. that they consented to doing this because it was like... Cut out part of my brain. Seemed like the better option. It's horrible. Anyways, go. So, um, in the 20th century, a lobotomy became a legitimate alternative treatment for serious mental illnesses such as schizophrenia and severe depression. Physicians even used it to treat chronic or severe pain or back aches. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, and for in <clears throat> some cases, there's no compelling reason at all. They just did, did it. Did a lobotomy. Just because. So um, a lobotomy wasn't some primitive procedure of the early 1900s. In fact, um, <clears throat> lobotomies were performed well into the 1980s. Yeah. Well, you've seen the, the movie, States. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. No. With Jack Nicholson? Mm-mm. No. That was about lobotomies. It mm-hmm. was? Mm-hmm. That's about lobotomies? Mm-hmm. Patients who receive lobotomies. I'm fairly certain. Kind of. It's been a long, long time okay. since I've seen it. I've never but seen yeah, it, it's... so I wouldn't know. Yeah, there's... I patient... mean, obviously, I've heard of it. Uh-huh. It's a good movie. I should watch it again. I'm going to take my own advice. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you watch it? And then come so back. I can tell you the details. <laughs> it's been a long time. All right. <clears throat> so, in 1935... Portuguese neurologist Antonio Agas Moniz performed a brain operation called, he called it a leucotomy in a Lisbon hospital. This was the first ever modern leucotomy to treat mental illness, which involved drilling holes in a patient's skull to access the brain. For this to work, Moniz received the Nobel Prize. In medicine of 1949. Okay, so let me ask you a question. So he just drilled holes. He didn't remove a part of it. He well, it, I because it that's trepanation. That's not lobotomy. Uh, I think he he drilled the holes to access the brain, and, it was and like then he put the in. instruments in there and kind of like so like a laparoscopic type of procedure, kind of. So you're going yeah, somewhere like but with no scope, without <laughs> no scope. Yeah, right. So drilled holes, put the instruments in, and like swished around the brain like like scrambled it scrambled the brain a little bit oh god um and then he got the nobel prize for doing it so the idea that mental health could be improved by psychosurgery originated from swiss neurologist gottlieb burkhart he operated on six patients with schizophrenia and reported a 50 percent success rate meaning the patients appeared to calm down interestingly Burkhart's colleagues harshly criticized his work at the time. Yeah, I'm sure. This is a, I'm telling you, a gigantic topic. Yeah. And because we don't have a, you know, two hour long podcast, what I did was I took most of the information and apologies to anybody not 
living in the United States, but I, I kind of focused it on this person that did it in the United States. Yeah. So I focused it on the <clears throat> lobotomy in America. <clears throat> So in 1936, neurologist Walter Freeman and a neurosurgeon named James Watts performed the first U.S. prefrontal lobotomy on a Kansas housewife. Um, and she he renamed it the, the, the lobotomy. So okay. he was, uh, the original person was calling it the leucotomy. Freeman believed that an overload of emotions led to mental illness and that oh, cutting certain nerves in the brain could eliminate excess emotion and stabilize the personality. In 1937, Freeman and Watts adapted Lima. So these two people um, had a surgical procedure, Lima and Moniz. Or the, Moniz was the guy I mentioned earlier. And they created the Freeman-Watts technique. Um, and it's also known as the Freeman-Watts standard prefrontal lobotomy, which they styled the precision method. So the Freeman-Watts prefrontal lobotomy still required drilling holes in the scalp so the surgery had to be performed in an operating room by trained neurosurgeons, <clears throat> which is how you would envision this happening, I right? Hope. I mean, if they're going to do it, it better be. Right. So they were drilling back holes alley. in the operating room, totally <clears throat> sterile, and then, like, performing these uh -huh. lobotomies. But Walter Freeman believed this surgery would be unavailable to those he saw as needing it the most, patients in state mental hospitals that had no operating rooms, no surgeons, and no anesthesia, and they're limited on budgets. So Freeman wanted to simplify the procedure so that it could be carried out by psychiatrists and psychiatric hospitals. Oh yeah, that's just what you want. Well, that's exactly that what, what happened. Did? Oh my gosh, that's horrifying. Yes. So inspired by the work of Italian psychiatrist Amaro Fiamberti, Freeman at some point conceived of approaching the frontal lobes through the eye sockets. <gasps> instead oh, of through drilled holes in the skull oh gosh in 1945 he took an ice pick from his own kitchen and began testing the idea on grapefruit and cadavers the new transorbital lobotomy involved lifting the upper eyelid and placing the point of a thin surgical instrument often called an orbitoclast or a leucotome under the eyelid and against the top of the eye socket <laughs> no one's making any jokes because it's disgusting jasmine's having a hard time listening <clears throat> a mallet was used to drive the orbitoclast through the thin layer of bone and into the brain along the plane of the bridge of the nose around 15 degrees towards the interhemispherical fissure the orbitoclast was malleted five centimeters into the frontal lobe and then pivoted 40 degrees at orbit perforation. So the tip cut toward the opposite side of the head, toward the nose. Instrument was returned to the neutral position and sent a further two centimeters into the brain before being pivoted around 28 degrees each side to cut outwards and inwards. <clears throat> In a more radical variation at the end of the last cut described, the butt of the orbitoclast was forced upwards, so the tool cut vertically down the side of the cortex of the inner hemispherical fissure, called the deep frontal cut. All cuts were designed to transect the white fibrous matter contained <clears throat> or connecting the cortical tissue of the prefrontal cortex to the thalamus. The leucotome was then withdrawn, and the procedure was repeated on the other side. Oh my gosh. <sighs> 
All without anesthesia. <gasps> through your eyeball. Through your eyeball. Through your eye socket. <clears throat> because you have too many emotions. Yes. This or was you might this have man, a mental illness. <clears throat> man's idea of making this available. You know, it's to interesting everybody. because you know back then it was like, oh, he's a doctor, and and you wonder now if like somebody came and like, hey, I got this new Hell thing. No, no, there would be no, and not We're only not shoving not. an ice pick in my eye or socket. It, exactly, and you know they would be like, no, you're a psychopath who just wants to harm. People. Does this person not seem like some sort of weird sociopath yes. who's trying to like? Yes. Like, save the world. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just grandiose. It's, it's so sad. I mean, you know, we listen to, um, you know, other podcasts that talk a lot about mental health and, mm-hmm. you know, and how it's so stigma- stigmatized, you know. Yeah, this and, was 40, <clears throat> 1945. 1945. It wasn't really that long ago. Mm-hmm. And instead of being like, oh, my gosh, you have an illness or something, let me help right. you. It was. Let me put an ice pick in your brain. Let me put an ice pick in your brain. Let me fix you. Yeah. You're broken by shoving an ice pick through your eye sockets. It's horrible. You want to go on? Yes. <laughs> Jasmine, I, she might leave the room, but. That was kind of the, I think that was probably one of the worst parts. Yeah. Just I mean. the description of how it was done, because I want people to actually have a visual of yeah. sticking an ice pick in your eye socket and swishing it and around. And swishing it around, moving it around. In your brain. Scrambling your brain. With While you're ice... not, you're not anesthetized, you're not in an OR. Mm. Nope. You're not even with a surgeon. Nope. You're in the doc's office or yes. in your state hospital room. <sighs> it's just sad. It's so sad. Well, a lot of people. <laughs> well, okay. So I t- I'm going to tell a story in a little bit. Okay. It'll be pretty like interesting. So we're going to cry for the first time on this podcast. We won't cry. It, we won't cry. <laughs> it, it's a great story to tell. And I, I want to give this person some airtime because I had never heard of him. Um, but okay, so here's here's the rest of what I at least okay. wrote out. <clears throat> Freeman performed the first transorbital lobotomy on a live patient in 1946. Its simplicity suggested the possibility of carrying it out in mental hospitals lacking the surgical facilities required for the earlier, more complex procedure. Um, let's see. So they use electroconvulsive shock therapy to mm-hmm. render the patient unconscious first. So they shocked <sighs> them until they were unconscious. This then says, in 1947, the Freeman and Watts partnership ended as the latter was disgusted by Freeman's modification of the lobotomy from a surgical operation into a simple, quote-unquote, office procedure. Between 1940 and 1944, so four years, Mm -hmm. 684 lobotomies were performed in the United States. However, because of the fervent promotion of the technique by Freeman and Watts, those numbers increased sharply towards the end of the decade. In 1949, the peak year for lobotomies in the United States, 5,074 procedures were done. And by 1951, over 18,608 individuals had been lobotomized. Oh my gosh. By 1950, Freeman's lobotomy revolution was in full swing. Newspapers described it as easier than curing a toothache. Freeman was a showman and liked to shock his audience of doctors and nurses by performing two-handed lobotomies, hammering ice picks into both eyes at once. Oh my gosh. In 1952, he performed 228 lobotomies in a two-week period in West Virginia alone. He lobotomized 25 women in a single day. He should be in jail. 
he decided that his 10-minute lobotomy could be used on others besides the incurably mentally ill. <clears throat> so, Ugh. um, let's see. So then I just, like, put a little, um, ba 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 So, let's see. So, antipsychotic medication, mental asylums, they were overcrowded, so people were desperate, so they were doing lobotomies, basically, on everybody that they saw as... Yeah. Not quote-unquote normal. It said there were some very unpleasant results, very tragic results, and some excellent results, and a lot of in-between. Lobotomies weren't just for adults either. One of the youngest patients was a 12-year-old boy. Mm -hmm. So this is the story I was going to tell you. NPR interviewed Howard Dully in 2006 at the age of 56. At the time, he was working as a bus driver. He said... If you saw me, you'd never known that I'd had a lobotomy, Deli says. The only thing you'd notice is that I'm very tall and I weigh about 350 pounds, but I've always felt different. Wondered if there was something missing from my soul. I have no memory of the operation and never had the courage to ask my family about it. The reason for Deli's lobotomy? His stepmother, Lou, said Deli. Um, she said Deli was defiant, daydreamed, and even objected to going to bed. <laughs> So he was a kid, basically. Right. He's 12. <clears throat> He's a 12-year-old boy. It sounds like a typical 12-year-old boy. That's because he was. According yeah. to Deli's father, Lou took her stepson to several doctors who said there was nothing wrong with him and that he was a normal boy. Yeah. But Freeman agreed to perform a lobotomy. So you can read all about his story. It's on NPR. But basically, everyone said he was totally fine, and this guy was like, don't worry, I'll lobotomize him. I'll He's lobotomize 12. him. Kid. This kid, this guy is living with it ever since. Okay, so the end of my story. Very depressing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in ni- 1967, Freeman performed his last lobotomy before being banned from operating. Why the ban? After he performed his third lobotomy on a longtime <clears throat> patient of his, so she'd had three, she developed a brain hemorrhage and she died. Why would he see the need to do it three times? I don't know. Maybe she was one of the few that thought that it worked yeah. first time second time or her family did i don't know it's so sad the whole thing Lobotomies is just are insane they are insane they're and just... there's so much i mean i cut obviously i'm sure tons three-fourths of the information because i focused it on this one person and what he did but i mean it was done all over the world people either had you know holes drilled in their skull and their brain swished around or the psycho went in with two ice picks and two different eye sockets and did it in 10 minutes in just 10 minutes oh look i can do it two-handed both eye sockets sometimes it's so it did happen it's it's like one of those things that you kind of again it's like the butt of a joke now but you look back and you're like holy cow like how did that really happen like how as a society did we go that's such a great idea oh so i have okay i have one more thing it said the u.s performed more lobotomies than any other country sources vary on the exact number but it's between forty thousand and fifty thousand. Wow. most taking place in the late uh 1940s and early 1950s it's, that's when our parents were mm-hmm. born i mean that's not that's not really that yeah. long ago it's not the dark ages Mm-mm. you know it's so it says, curiously, Ugh. as early as the 1950s, some nations, including Germany and Japan, had outlawed 
lobotomies Good. in the 50s. In the 50s. Like they figured it out. The Soviet Union prohibited the procedure in 1950, stating that it had that it was contrary to the principles of humanity. And we're like, let's do even yeah. more. The 19 by the late 1970s, the practice of lobotomy had generally ceased, although it continued as late as the 1980s in France, and obviously here as well. Yeah. So that's the very depressing and very true story of people getting their brains scrambled because they just had a, a hard time. Illness, or they were right. female and had emotions. Yes. Or they well, were it did say boy. a lot of them were female. Yeah. And I bet it was, like, a lot of postpartum depression yeah. or a lot of, like, other, like, you know, just menstrual things that we deal with. with right, hormones. or an outspoken woman. Heaven forbid. Yeah, she's obviously needs a lobotomy. Yeah. Unfortunately, I know people, there's people today that would go, that's a great idea. Let's keep doing that. <laughs> Sons of bitches. Why don't you give me my ice pick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could do Honey, this. Honey, where's my ice pick? Isn't that insane, though? Insane. I mean, that's such, I, like I said, such a short version oh. of the story and not oh. funny at all. No. But I thought it was a story worth telling. I think so, too. I mean, we don't always have to be funny. I mean, it's like we said earlier. They're not an funny. earlier podcast. No. An earlier episode. They're not, it's not, it's not a funny, it's not always funny stuff. We're funny. It's how we deal with it. <laughs> We're laugh yeah. somehow, but. Yeah. So. Great story, though. Yeah. Great topic. That's my very Great depressing big out. one. Sweet. Not penis related whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> but it's big and it's depressing. But it's big and depressing. <laughs> Normally if it's big, it's not depressing. Much so. <laughs> unlike the penises all over the coast of yeah. the Bay Area. Could you imagine? <laughs> I would never go to that beach again. That was the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. Just wait. Yeah. Just wait till you guys see that picture. Yeah, it's pretty. It's kind of you see the one in the hand. And oh yeah, like, and you're like, oh, it's oh, a penis. It's a penis, but then, then you, see, you see the pile of penises. Oh, for two miles, Can everywhere you for two no. miles. What do they even do with all those? Do they clean them up? I don't think so. I think they just went back into the ocean. Like it, they just the tide oh, came gross. in and swept them back out. I'm imagining. I couldn't imagine them happening. Can you imagine having to go through and pick them all up? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're a penis. How time-consuming there. Yeah. Like, oh, Lord. What'd you do all today? I picked I up picked penises. I picked 10-inch cocks off the... <laughs> what's it called? Drake Beach? Drake Beach. Yep. Sorry, Drake Beach. I know. I'm never going to. I'm never going to. I apologize. Yeah. All right. What's your Can't band? What are your dance? band from the dinner table? Some, some band. So I'm going to I'm con- going to continue with a couple more of... um. You got that ones. many good responses? I oh, I love it. I know. I was so Thanks, you guys. Them. Okay. Okay. Um, this is from Rebecca E. She says, "Not sure if it counts as funny. Doesn't all doesn't all <laughs> oh, have no. to be funny, but this is yeah, the depressing podcast. This is this Let's is name this depressing this podcast. Is depressing podcast. Um, but once a nurse and I had to team up to explain to a doctor that canceling all of the BMPs, basic metabolic panels, it's a it's a chunk of tests that they'll order all at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, they order five at the same time, means they won't get any results. She ended up staying in the lab, and we both played phone tag with the doc, begging him to put the order in and not cancel it. Just put it in once and don't cancel it. Um, we finally got him to listen, and we're united in our joint ex- exasperation. Ha, ha, ha. So, hmm. yeah. So, basically, it was... Life. Sometimes docs will put something in, and then they'll immediately cancel all of it, and then they want the results. It's crazy. But these guys were able to team up and get it done. Good teamwork. Okay. This is from Sue M. 
And she says, our lab was doing its nth remodel. Well, kudos to you because yeah. a lot of times they don't get any remodel. They never. Yeah, they get one rebuild when the hospital gets rebuilt. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I've been in some you're labs. You're still in the basement. <laughs> still in the freaking basement, freaking windows. Um, I've been in labs that were literally from the 50s. I have a lab I cover now that still has carpet from the 60s. <gasps> no. Carpet. Carpet in, in the, the laboratory. Lab. Yep. How you is that even past inspection? That's you not even. You are. Oh, yeah. Oh, heavens. They are, like, desperate to, like, redo their. They're, they're desperate to get some of our products so that they can remodel and remodel. get new flooring. So they oh. don't have their 60s carpet anymore. People. Poor things. I the feel for you is guys. The worst place to have. 60s carpet <laughs> the worst i mean that's how many years 50 years of growth 60 years 60. of growth yeah Ew, gross. <laughs> 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 we don't okay. know it's growing in that okay um the outpatients had to come to the hematology area to be drawn while the techs were working diligently on their scopes an older gentleman came back to be drawn i sat him in a chair and checked for a vein and he began loudly talking are you drawing a cancer test? He asked. My wife thinks I have cancer. Oh. You know why she thinks that? He asked. Because my shit smells bad. <laughs> I love this man. Yeah. I he love says, him. Do you believe that? I told her that her shit smells pretty bad too. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love this story. Thankfully, I had finished the draw and thanked him. Oh after he after he left, I looked around at the other techs who were laughing pretty hard. <laughs> Going to show you never know who your day will bring. That is my favorite patient. That fantastic. Ever. Yes. Your shit don't stink. Holy your shit cow. smells bad too. That's it doesn't right. mean you have cancer. Yeah. I know you like to think your shit don't stink. But lean a little bit closer, see your roses really smell like poo poo poo. You don't know that song? I, I was like, are you making this up? Oh my gosh, you guys. We'll play I that, that song. I know. It's outcast. Shake it yes, like a roll same, roll it big jam. Same I know that. Okay, you know they what I never know? Um, who was it? C- was it CeeLo Green that used to sing for Outcast? He sung for, um, not. it's not Outcast. Oh, jeez. It's somebody similar. The Gorillas. The Gorilla. And I right? never, he's got such a distinctive voice. It it's not the Gorillas. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? I'm pretty Where's sure. Narls Barkley. Narls Barkley. That's, that's who it was. Is. Yeah. I never realized that until recently. This and, is, they're both animated, aren't they? The, the gorillas are. Yeah, I thought the Narrow Sparkly was too. I don't know. Whatever. It's too long it's ago. Too long My brain doesn't go back that far. But I know the Outcast Poo Poo song. I don't know that one, huh? Seriously? I know. Shake it like a Polaroid picture. I know that one. But yeah. I don't know the Poo Poo one. I have to look it up. Now I'm going to look it up. The one that I know you th- like to think your shit don't stink. Oh my gosh. That's such a good song. <laughs> that's up. the whole thing. I just sang it for you. That's it. <laughs> Lean a little bit closer. See your roses really smell like poo, poo, poo. <laughs> <laughs> I could play it for you. That's fantastic. Okay. Okay. I got one more. All okay. right. Please. This is from Heather A. She says, I answered the urinalysis phone late one evening shift, and an older-sounding lady on the line wanted me to deliver her some beer. Oh. Uh, where was she calling from? You don't want the kind of drinks they got in urinalysis. Sorry. Mm-hmm. 
I kept telling her she had the wrong number. This was the hospital. But she kept insisting over and over she needed her beer delivered. I finally <laughs> said I would be there in 15 minutes with her beer to get her off the phone. I still wonder whatever happened to her if she ever got her oh, beer. waiting for her beer. I mean, urine can look like beer, I guess, but... So you want to hear really what that reminds me of? Yeah. Of my own personal story? So, um... <laughs> I only worked at one hospital ever. So most of the hospitals that I worked at um, in in the intensive care unit, when you were going through alcohol withdrawal, they'd put you on a like a Ativan or some sort okay. of drip uh-huh. um, that simulated alcohol, and then you decrease the drip right, right. to like wean, wean them off because yeah. you can't just go cold turkey on alcohol because you could die. Yeah, and get seizures and die. But one of the hospitals I worked for, and it was in downtown Phoenix, so it was obviously a little bit of a different population, but we would deliver cans of beer on their <laughs> lunch trays and dinner trays <laughs> as part of their alcohol withdrawal. They were alcoholics. Yeah. We'd just, like, give them a beer. A beer. Like, you deliver their little lunch tray, and very <laughs> it's few ICU patients it. actually get lunch trays, because yeah. most of them are intubated and stuff. Yeah. But, like, there'd be, like, a thing of Bud Light. <laughs> we weaned them off oh my gosh <laughs> that crazy that's insane so like our cafeteria actually stocked like bud light coors light whatever <laughs> light whatever you know they weren't super picky but yeah. i remember delivering a couple lunch trays with some bud with light some bud light on it on the tray i need my bud light so, good so times funny. i don't know if they still do that um one of our one of our ls's that i worked with a lot so an ls is a laboratory specialist it's part of our um team right. in, in um for what it's like we a do. technical team. Yeah. And that's actually what I did when I first joined this company. But anyways, um, she was telling me about a story about a new hire that she was traveling with. And this woman was um, had a, a bad alcohol problem. And she, you know, when you're traveling with these, you know, when you're doing your trainings and you're traveling, I mean, you're basically with this other person uh, like 24-7. You're basically dating them. I felt yeah. like after this one week that I was like basically dating this one guy because I'm like well we've just done everything together for the last week week and a half it's kind of weird I know what you drink in your coffee in the morning yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so um so uh our co-worker she was like yeah she's like every night I'd have to take her to the liquor store because she needed her bottle of vodka bottle every night a fifth of vodka wow in order to sleep every night so she is definitely one if she ever she didn't die first she would be getting a Bud Light on her, her lunch tray. Yeah, her lunch tray <laughs> she'd be cause... getting more than a Bud Light yeah, on her lunch. She'd be getting a bottle. We did not deliver fifths of vodka on yeah. her lunch trays. You imagine. She didn't last, apparently, obviously, with us. I wouldn't, you know, mm-hmm. I, that's like a thing I would do not with my coworker. I'd be like, just expense. drop me off at my hotel. I know. And I will see you later. I will be hiding my, my own house. time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It happens. I mean, alcohol. I, my grandfather was an alcoholic, so I can't. I don't know. I have alcohol in my it family. Is. It tough. is what it is. It's sad. It's hard. You know. I mean, if you have that, certain people just have predispositions to being alcoholisms right. or addicts in some way, and you know, it's a difficult thing. But yeah, yeah. Anyway. Oof. But oh. if you know how you want your coffee in the morning versus how you need your with the vodka at night, you might want to not tell your coworker. Don't about tell that your coworker. <laughs> they're going to tell everyone else, and then it might be talked about on a podcast later on. Yep. Yep.
So, okay. Um, what's I, your stupid medical joke? Okay. Week. Question. Does an, op, does an apple a day keep the doctor away? Only if you aim it right. Yeah, <laughs> very good. <laughs> 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 no, that's stupid joke. Let's see. What did the man say to the x-ray technician after swallowing some money? I know this one, too. Hold on. Any change? Do you see any change ah, in me? Damn it. <laughs> I'm losing my touch. Okay, last one. Okay. The woman asks, my, my husband swallowed an aspirin by mistake. What shall I do? Swallowed an aspirin by mistake. Uh, nothing? Give him a headache now. What else? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's He's prepared I'm like, for it. Yeah, they don't have to do anything if they swallow aspirin yeah, by headache. mistake. Give him a headache. That sounds great. Perfect time. There's no such thing as swallowing an aspirin by mistake. Yeah. Always on purpose. That's good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wait, 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 wait. Did you hear about the two podiatrists who opened their offices on the same street? No. They were arch nemesis. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm Kat. I'm Andrea. I like it. We like it strange. Bye. Bye.